Hi, this is Bernie Dake. You're listening to the Salvation Army's Words of Life. Welcome back to Words of Life. This week, as we continue our parenting series, we're about to hear part two of our conversation with Majors Linda and Chris Thornhill. They're the parents of two sons in college and a daughter in high school who joined them for this interview. Of, of all three of our kids as teenagers, handling Chase was one thing. That that was, he's our oldest. And so handling him the way that, and he can be very sensitive, but he's very cerebral. Mm-hmm. He'll, he'll, he want to think things through and, and have that goal in mind and, and strive for that. And he has a drive. Uh, he, he ran track in high school and college. And so to watch him run with that drive and just blow people away when he ran. I mean, there there was something that you could just see his personality just get spin out on 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 the four hundred meter. <clears throat> and and for Caleb, you can hear his emotions just ring through when he plays drums. Um, he plays the set. He's on the snare line in 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 band, but he also plays the set for their or the drum set for their pet bands. So he travels all over the country with their teams. And, and to hear him play with such drive and emotion, it, it, it is who he is. And you can hear that. And, and then, I mean, with Ella, she is very straightforward. And you can see that. Not that she's always the rule follower, but she kind of is. And, and being that rule follower, you can see her form and determination to make sure that this is done the right way. Mm-hmm. This is done. And so when she's out there with color guard in the marching band, um, you can, I can see her. And, and in her mind, you can, if you know her and you see her face, you can watch her counting and, and making sure that she's hitting her mark every time. And, and when I see that, there is nothing like it. There is nothing that beams prouder than their daddy watching them do the things they do so very well. So I'm five years younger than my middle brother and eight years younger than my oldest brother. I wasn't really close with them, but once we got older, like once I turned like seven years old, my brother started realizing, oh, we can throw her off the bed now because <laughs> she's not going to go tattle, mom. Um, and now every time they come and visit, they're always wanting to come into my room and hang out with me. And like now we have a much stronger relationship. Like I'm always texting their girlfriends because I love them because they want me to. 
Like, I have a really good relationship with my brother Caleb's girlfriend. And that is giving me a stronger relationship with my brothers because they're letting me have a life with their person. Yeah, it's cool to see how their relationships have developed since the boys have left the house. I mean, um, in the house, they, you know, they, they got along. But once they left, I was really proud of both of the boys because they made their relationship with Ella an important thing. They, they texted her. They called her. When she's having hard days, they will, um, they'll want to know how she's doing. And, you know, they also want Ella to be a part of the relationship with their girlfriends. So um, it's, I, I'm very proud of the, the way all three of them continue to be together, even though they're apart. Yeah, one of the things the boys have said, uh, and I know they're men, but they're my boys. Uh, but one thing that they've said to me as, as they were developing their their present, you know, their relationships is, I need to see how they deal with Ella. I need to see how they relate to Ella. And if Ella likes them, we're good. If not, <laughs> then we might have a discussion that have to make a little bit longer down the road. And that sounds crazy, but it's very true. Well, and they know that they can trust Ella's opinion. Yeah. She's going to tell you, tell it like it is. <laughs> I don't like someone, i let you know. <laughs> In our occupation, it's, it's the biggest challenge that a lot of officers, Salvation Army officer parents have, is spending time with your family or supporting your children in whatever venture that they, they're in. When, when Chase was in high school, he, like I said, he ran track. He ran track in high school and college as well. And, and he would have track meets every week. And, and th- that was a difficult season for, not for him. He was having time in his life. But it was a difficult season for, for Linda and for me. And Linda knew that I needed a way to, to not be at the office. Mm-hmm. So every week, I, I was a track dad. And, and they knew I was there. There was one that I just couldn't be. And I, and I said, Chase, I'm sorry, I can't be there. And that's when, this is when I knew we were doing it right. He said, Dad, it's okay. You're at every other one. We know you would be there. I know you would be there if you could be, but you have something else going on. It's okay. Yeah, I think our kids had to know that they were always our priority. We've been called into ministry. We've been called to do um, what God has uh, laid before us through the Salvation Army. but our greatest gifts are our children. So we always made sure that one of us was there. If we can make it happen, and it's not about convenience for us, because it's not convenient to be a parent. Hmm. It's just not. But it's the greatest joy I'll ever have. Yeah, It'll be the one that I cherish till my dying day. I think one of the things that's really brought our family together is um, we early on decided that we needed to have family devotions. After dinner, we would sit around the table and we would get our devotional book out and we'd read. The conversations that we would have around the table because of those devotions and that time is 
something that I will never, ever be sad that we did because it made the boys think. It made Ella think. It began to form their minds on spiritual things. You know, you're not sure what they're finding, what they're talking about, or what's happening in school or even at church when they go to church. But when you have that time around the table, you really get to start to see um, what they believe and um, who they're going to be. And I'll never forget from the family devotion time, Caleb called Chris one day after school and he said, Dad, I have a friend who doesn't believe in God. And we started talking about some things that we were talking about around the table. And I just want to make sure that I think I'm saying and thinking the right things so that I know how to respond to him. And I just thought that's what it's about right there. It's just having open conversations and then letting them form their opinions and taking that out into the world. I'm just so proud of our kids and the way that they share their faith with other people. Now, it's been challenged at times, and um, but they always go back to what, what we've, we've tried to instill in them, is that Jesus loves them, and the Word is true, and always fall back on that. You know, when, when, you, when you find out you're having a kid, you know, you're having children, um, and however that information comes to you, you immediately start thinking, well, what am I going to do now? You know, that is not the end. That's not even the beginning. You know, you're just barely cracking the book at that point. And, you know, what what do you want from them? Well, I want them to be themselves. I want them to be the very best person that they can be, a good citizen, to love people, to love their, their country, to love God. And when they have relationships, to love their friends. And, and when they have those deep relationships that turn into, you know, dating or engagements and marriage, to love voracious, just love fiercely, passionately, um, to love family, you know, to want to have something to do with us when they are married and have children. That was my biggest fear, is that they wouldn't want anything to do with us. And, and now, at times, it's almost like they want more to do with us, which is really weird. And I'm still learning how to accept that, but, um, but I'm just so—that's that, all I want. That's the, it, for me, that's my goal for them, is number one, to love Jesus. And we told them this growing up. If you love Jesus you know, in your heart and accept Him as your Savior and, and what all that means— Everything and love people, everything else will fall into place. It really will. Um, it sounds crazy. It sounds very uh, offhandish, but it's it's very true. If you put those priorities right, everything else will fall into place. My greatest hope is that my kids will not forget about me. That they will want to come and come home and see mom and dad and. Um, they'll want to continue to have a relationship with us um, once they're out on their own. Of course, mom and dad will go and visit them, but I hope that they want to see all three of them together. I I go on um, at least once a year a vacation with my brother 
because I love being with his family. I love our families being together. We try to do the same thing with uh, Chris's sisters um, once a year. And I hope that for our children, I hope that they want to get together when as adults and have all of their children get together and, and just um, realize that family is not just about your your core, your husband and your wife. It's about your siblings as well. So I hope they nurture their relationships with their siblings beyond um, what the, what it is now. I'm glad that they just didn't let me do whatever I want at any time. They were always like, Ella, we're going to let you do this, but you have to call us. <laughs> you can go to this sleepover, but you can't be willy-nilly. Yeah. You can go in the streets and play with your friends, but you have to be here at this time. You can't be out all night. You have to come back. And I'm just thankful that they did that. Um, they're not helicopter parents, but I'm glad they were fidget spinnering over me. <laughs> they were protecting me, but letting me have some freedom. The Salvation Army's mission, doing the most good, means helping people with material and spiritual needs. You become a part of this mission every time you give to the Salvation Army. Visit SalvationArmyUSA.org to offer your support. And we'd love to hear from you. Call one 800 229-9965 or visit SalvationArmyRadio.org to connect. Tell us how we can help. Share prayer requests or your testimony. With your permission, we would love to use your story on the show. You can also subscribe to Words of Life on your favorite podcast store or visit SalvationArmyRadio.org to learn about more programs produced by the Salvation Army. And if you don't have a church home, we invite you to visit your local Salvation Army Worship Center. They'll be glad to see you. Join us next time for the Salvation Army's Words of Life.